You're listening to a podcast from 702. As we do on a Friday, we get an opportunity to indulge in some delicious food. And I was chatting to Kabazela not so long ago, and I said, Kabazela, you know, I really feel for the small food truck businesses. I think we need to have some of them because it must be so, so tough not being stationed in one place. And Kabazela, being the great producer that he is, found for us Salt and Sauce Street Food, who are in studio, Sam Ritchie and Brad Wright. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you so much for coming through. Thank you so much for having us. I mean, how crazy is this? You guys are actually not even officially launched yet. I mean, well, (laughs) (laughs) I know this is really surreal because we... We, we had a soft launch with friends and family and then a private event. But yes, officially we have yet to hit a market. Yeah, and I mean, the fact that, and, and, and I hope you can chat us through the route that you went. Because many of the people we've chatted to who, who started out, they hit the street first before they worried about the branding and all of those things. What is the route that you went with your small business? And maybe um, give us the background as to the two of you getting into the food space. You know, are you chefs? Or are you those people who are like, we were miserable accountants who left our jobs <laughs> and took every last cent to try and do this thing? Well, I had actually resigned from my job last year in September. Yes. And I was freelancing and just kind of trying to figure out what my next move was. What was your profession at the time? Um, I was just working in corporate. I was working for um, a company that just does real estate optimization. Yes. So um, I was doing that and I, I decided to resign. And then Brad came to me and said, hey, I, I found this food trailer for sale. Should we buy it? Out of nowhere, Brad? Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I think it's, it's um, we're a little bit inspired. A good friend of mine has a, has a bit of a, a, a coffee trailer. Yes. Um, so I think we're quite inspired by him. But I think we live in a day and age where a, a side hustle is something good. Yes. Some, something good to have. So mm-hmm. I think that also sparked a little bit of interest. But, I mean, I work, um, someone that I work with actually showed me this food trailer. And he said, hey, man, why don't you start a business? And <laughs> I thought that's... So, I mean, uh, I, I've always loved cooking, so it yeah. wasn't something like so left field. Yeah. 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 I mean, and I love eating. So, <laughs> <laughs> what, what were you doing at the time? Um, I'm a teacher, so I still teach. I oh. teach at um, Bryce High School, yeah. So, um, I've got some extra are, are, time. Are you, are you the PE guy? Are uh, you the maths teacher? How did you, does uh, he look like it? Yeah, you, so have I, the, you have I, the PE face. I, 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 do, I do a little bit of PE, and then um, I've recently... Uh, <laughs> now, re- now I have to post your photo. People are going to be like, what is a PE face? I think it's the cap. No? Uh, it's yeah. possibly... Th- no, It's you've got that energy of the well, person all outside. PE guys are good looking. So yeah. all right. You know energy is the one where... You see the person, and before you even put your bags down, he's like, suicide! <laughs> Ten laps! Like, that's the face he's uh, got. That's brilliant. Yeah, so I mean, I do do a bit of PE, and then I've recently just started teaching EMS and business as well. Wait, what's EMS? I'm old. What is e- EMS? Economic management and yeah, science. Yeah, so some accounting, some business. Yeah. Okay. All, all mix, yeah, just before, for the younger grades, just before mm. you decide what you want to do, yeah. Okay, so now you then said, let's buy this food truck. Just for, for, for our interest sake and for li- listeners, how much do food trucks really go for? And I'm assuming that th- there isn't a factory that just makes food trucks. You actually have to uh, yeah. buy like a, a, an RV or caravan and then somebody converts it and puts a kitchen in it. Yeah, so I mean, for, at the moment, it's still quite small. We, we're not really at the, at the RV stage yet. So, 
But I think we, we were quite fortunate. We came across this a little second, A second-hand one. Yes. So someone had had already set the whole thing up for us. Mm, yeah. And they had um, launched their business just before COVID and then had to close down. So, yeah, so I mean, it, it's, it's a sad thing, but yeah. one door closed and here we are. And then we renovated it, though. So yeah. it, how it looks now is not how we bought it. So here's, here's the thing. On the one hand, I'm all for, listen, one man's trash is another man's treasure. <laughs> but was, was there no part of you, like there's a part of me, and I don't know, you might call it superstition or bad juju. Did you guys like burn sage to be like <laughs> good business vibes and well, success? Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, we, we, you're, you're taking over a business that like just didn't make I it. Actually, that thought never came yeah. across my mind, okay. funnily enough. I but guess we'll burn some sages <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you spilled some salt in there, so that counts. Yes, and we painted that thing, yeah, I mean, top the, to bottom, yeah. redid floors. So I think all the bad juju might have just gone <laughs> with the fresh coat of paint. <laughs> okay, and, and in terms of what made you say yes at the time other than the fact that in any ways you were you were freelancing and your your hours were flexible I think um, I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit mm. and really did want to work for myself and I thought it would be I mean I knew from from the start it would be really hard work but if we were doing it together that's something that I would love you know yes I mean, I think, we'll see how it goes, though, yeah. in terms of working and living and doing everything together. Yeah. So, but I, I, was, I really wanted to do something for myself. Yes, yeah. yes. And I, 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 what I want to do when we come back, I want to delve into how you guys chose this particular cuisine that we are, where we are. And then I'm going to tell all of the listeners about the delicious food that we're eating. And, of course, you can give us a call, 011-883-0702 and the WhatsApp line, 072-702-1702. 702 Food Feature. In our food feature for today, we're chatting to Sam Ritchie and Brad Wright, who are the owners of Salt and Sauce, a street food. And before we went to the break, we're just chatting about how this journey came to being that they bought a secondhand food truck, spruced it up. And now um, I'm just curious as to how you found yourselves picking the cuisine you did. Uh, it, it wasn't. Uh, a, an agreement between us ah, initially. Yeah, okay. Some, somebody gave in, and I know it's yeah. Brad. Yeah. <laughs> I know Brad. Listen, the woman's always right. So Brad gave. I did okay. a good thing. What did you? I feel like you probably wanted like burgers. So no, not n- not necessarily burgers, but grubby. You know, like proper pub grub festa- food. festival yeah. food, like yes. chips. And yes. But with a little bit of convincing and some persuading, Sam, I, I, yeah, I think we went the right I had route. to, I had to make it for him on a number Look, of the past, times. The past few months, all I've been doing is tasting food, so <laughs> I can't really complain too much. So just to confirm, it is all Korean. It's no, not uh, like Asian bits of Asian that you select. So it is. It's um, sort of Asian as a whole. So our yes. chicken wings are Korean, but our dumplings are more uh, Chinese inspired. Yes. So yeah, it's. You know, we, we we love all Asian food. Listen, the food is so, so delicious. And I just loved how it was presented. We got to sample um, the chicken wings plus the bao buns that are also chicken, which was um, had some kind of batter that was also mm, yeah. deep fried. So, And then with the coleslaw and all those great textures, the bit of sriracha dressing on that. And we had some chicken dumplings, which I absolutely love the way that you did the bit of the steam, but also add, you know, fr- pan fried just to get that crisp at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, 
why Asian food? Is it that you traveled there and you said this is what we must do? I mean, uh, traveled adjacent. Uh, I spent six months in New Zealand, and the <laughs> I get the adjacent part. <laughs> and um, the the Asian food scene is massive there. Yes. And there was this one little. Um, they actually had a container, and it, they were called Johnny's Dumplings, and I. I I lived on them, on yes. their, of their food. I loved it. I ate so many dumplings, almost became a dumpling <laughs> myself. So, yes, when I came back, I just, I missed it so much. And then when Brad came to me and said, listen, this is the idea, I immediately knew dumplings straight away. Yes. The bow and the chicken wings came after. It just seemed like a natural progression to, if we were going to have dumplings, yes. to just make it Asian. So was was there ever a part of you in that process, um, you know, obviously um, food becomes very personal, so it's important that you're not just saying, what does the market need? Mm. You, you're picking based off of that. At what point did now the business considerations come into play where you're like, okay, is there a need for what we're going to be providing on the market um, with all the different Asian stores that are around? How do we price ourselves? Because you get the ones that are really cheap and the ones that are really high end. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, how did you go through that process? I mean, so I think... Uh it's tough to say because obviously we had to go out, we had to taste, we had to see. Um, but I think something that is mobile, um, there are not too many of them in South Africa at the moment. So I think that's quite a nice thing, being able to go to different places, different weekends, um, and for the people to taste our food. So that was kind of what we were thinking. But like you said, it was close to home because we love Asian food and it just yeah. seemed like the right thing to do. And we really... Um from the get-go, I said to Brad, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it properly and we're going to do it as authentically as possible. Mm. So no cutting corners and, you know, we need to do this food justice. So what was that process like then of developing the menu? And I mean, it's one thing to say, oh, I love to cook. It's another thing to actually cook really well Mm -hmm. and to cook consistently the same each time. Yeah, well, I mean, I think... um we bought. We actually bought the trailer in December. Yeah. So it's taken us eight months to mm. actually have a proper menu. A go out. Tasting. Well, like we said, tomorrow go out and have people eat our food. So I mean, like I said, for the past now eight months, mm. um, we've just been at home every weekend um, testing out different recipes. It has taken you know quite a few times to get it right, as as everything well, works. Well, as right as as we think it. Yeah. It, it yes. Could be, yes. 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 So at some point, I mean, you already shared that you um, tested on friends and family, mm-hmm. which I sometimes, I mean, I think that's always the first place to yeah. start. But aren't you ever worried that family is going to be like, oh, of course, my child, it's delicious. Well, I, I actually... <laughs> or did you make like anonymous funny, cards? I, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I made a Google form. Oh, and at our like little um, soft launch, I had a, a poster printed out with a QR code and then everybody scanned it and they gave their feedback anonymously. Wow. Yeah. What was the worst thing you read or the hardest thing to read? Um, that it took too long. Which is very valid <laughs> yeah. when, you, when, it's, when it's any kind of street food because yes. people want that immediate. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. What else was, was the tough one to hear? Oh, so because it was like the the probably only the second time that we had actually physically cooked in the trailer. Yes. Um, I was I was quite flustered and um, I burnt the dumplings. Girl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a, little, a little bit more crispy than what we wanted. Yeah. 
Yeah, so that the, was the correct word is it was well done. Yes, yes. charred, charred, <laughs> and smoked. Exactly, charred and smoked. Yeah, for all they know, they, it could have been the way we wanted to serve it. Exactly. So. <laughs> and then, what were some of the great things that they said? Um, so, a lot of people love the uh, the actual sauce that our wings um, are in, what are based it in. Um, they love them. That was yeah. the majority of the, the comments was the wings, the wings, the wings. So, And then uh, actually some really good feedback we had was don't change anything. Oh, That wow. was the best. Yes, yeah. yes. So which are you deciding is going to be your signature dish? Or, you know, the way you, you served for us, all of the things that I described were in one container. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm wondering, because I thought that is actually quite cool if, if you can go to a spot and you, you order a variety of things, almost like that family style mm. uh, tupper kind of, of situation. Is that how it's going to be on the day? Yeah, so I mean, um, that was actually, now that we're saying about good things that have come from our friends and family tasting, my mom actually said, why don't you serve a combo? Yeah, and we were yeah. like, why did we never think of this? So yes. the next week we had our family and friends and we served the combo like we did today. So you forced them again to eat your food. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, they're not complaining. <laughs> they were forced. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, we obviously we, we, are, we do serve it separately. Yes. But a combo is definitely mm. something. Because I mean, how, it, you go to a market, let's say it's a couple or a family. Why not buy a little combo from us, maybe a combo from someone else? Yes. And everyone can sit, share, yeah. and enjoy all the delicious food at once. I want to talk now about the ingredients. And, um, I mean, we, we've spoken to a few, <clears throat> excuse me, Asian setups um, in this food feature. And many of them are like, it's so amazing how authentic ingredient, ingredients are so much more available. Mm-hmm. Um, are you finding difficulty in terms of access for ingredients to make the food as authentic as you would like it to be? Not really. Um, I found a little, um, I mean, I would call it like a little mom and pop Asian store in four ways. Yes. Um, I'm sure like, it's not the, the it's, a, it's not Koro, Koro, that, not that one. It's a small little, it's literally owned and run by this, um, this old grandpa and he's the sweetest he doesn't speak a lick of english yes. so i have to use google translate and everything is obviously yeah um, <laughs> i i walk around with my i don't know if you know in the google translate app you can turn it to your camera and then you can just hover over an item and then it translates whatever's on oh so they upgraded that yes thing? okay i'll re-download so i walk around the store just with my phone i'm yes. looking for sesame oil where is it and then yes. so yeah, i have found that and then we source like our veggies and stuff from another local um also in the foys area what are the unique ingredients that people would be surprised that you do use in uh your menu um so the the I would say, I don't know if I would call them like uni. If you know Asian food, they're pretty, pretty standard. Well, we have many listeners. They, <laughs> they might be surprised. Um, I mean, there's, so, a, there's honey. Well, yeah, well, that's for the sweetness yeah. of our wings. So we use like sesame oil, um, soy sauce, of course. Yes. Um, ginger also is a huge garlic. Asian. We, we have so much garlic. So much garlic. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Do you guys use just standard garlic or like the black garlic? Just standard garlic. Yes. I'm sure when we um, expand our menu, maybe we'll test that out. Yes. Yeah. And then um, our uh, we use gochujang, which is like a chili paste, and um, that's a Korean one. Yes. What else do we use? 
Oh, Good black vinegar. Black vinegar maybe is something people don't know about. Uh, I don't know about black vinegar. I've known about brown vinegar, mm. but not black vinegar. So black vinegar is an Asian vin- uh, vinegar. We use that um, in some of our, in the dumplings and oh, wow. in some of our sauces. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a very different taste. It's not what you would expect. Mm, mm. Um, so that, that's a... One of them. Um, your, your, your chicken dumplings, they use leeks. How did you decide on leeks? I'm assuming at some point you were just testing out a whole lot mm. of different things and that came about. So, I mean, I think chicken and chives is kind of a standard dumpling. Yes. Yeah. So I wanted to be a bit different. And I love I love onions so yes. much. I, I used to chop up, well, I still do, chop up onion, just eat it like raw. That's what? how much I love onion. Girl, I thought we were connecting. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> I don't know. I just, there's something about raw. onions. So yeah. listen, you had me with you love. I love onions. Mm-hmm. I will have the crispy onions i will have those ones in that like heavy batter all forms but it must be cooked what is wrong with you <laughs> i don't know i don't it's know onion. maybe i'm the rest of us are the same <laughs> so yes i loved onion but obviously mm, onion in a dumpling wouldn't be good yes so leek is a uh, you know from the onion family yes it's it's not as pungent of a flavor but it still gives that nice Oniony flavor. I got you. So I mix it up. Because it's a little bit sweet. It's yes. got a tinge of sweet. Yes, and exactly. Okay, I got you. And I mix it up and it was really good. Listen, mad respect to you guys for Thank taking you. that. I mean, the fact that you're speaking about sitting with a food truck for eight months where you are pouring your heart into a vision and money <laughs> and resources and energy and and probably you know compromising your own relationships around you when it has not yet even borne any fruits for you mm-hmm. you haven't even been able to harvest yet yeah. speaking of harvesting when can people actually find you and taste your food well, we're going to be at the Irene market uh, at the Big Red Barn tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, so we actually have a very full calendar, like luckily. <laughs> yes. Um, for the next two months, uh, we're hoping to sort of hop around Gauteng yes. to go to all the different markets. So if you want to see where we'll be, uh, you can visit our Instagram or our TikTok or our Facebook. And share with us your um, Instagram handle. Uh, it's Salt and Sauce Street Food. Salt and sauce, street food. Yes. I wish you guys the best of luck on this journey. Your food is absolutely delicious. Abel's telling me how full he is. I'm like, yay. <laughs> I love to hear it. At work. <laughs> I, I, you know, my, my rule is you just eat enough to taste so you can get through the show and eat later. But congratulations also just for taking the plunge. What advice would you, would you give before we go to anybody trying to do what you did? Um, I think take your time. Don't rush into it. And... Um, always take any feedback because, you know, two brains are better than one. Collaboration is key to anything working. Ah, perfectly said. Sam Ritchie and Brad Wright, the owners of Salt and Sauce Street Food. And of course, you can find them on the socials at Salt and Sauce Street Food.